Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hanflet and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. The video quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hanfield and Sidgwick to look ahead to Dynamite tonight. And Michael Sidgwick, could this be the best episode of AEW Dynamite ever? I don't dentist boy. How long have I got to talk about this? <laughs> I told to shut up before the usual preamble to record. The doctor will got? see you now. Unless you're late. Ooh. How long have I got? Oh, bags of time. You can rattle on as long as you want for this. Ah, I'm only joking, dentist boy. It's fine. He's going to the dentist. Dentist boy. Because <laughs> he's going Would to you the... like to know weather, boy? Because <laughs> he's going to the dentist after this. That's why I'm calling Michael Sidgwick, the one true king of television. I'll kick your ass, dentist boy. <laughs> uh, look, do you want to get anyone, uh, you know, too hyped up? Or... On a day where, I'm not a journalist, but on a day where the wrestling media is kind of in the mud for going, I'm hearing this story. I'm out for likes and engagement. There's smoke to the fire, but that's another difference. A lot of them are trying to do their best. I think people should chill out. Like, I'm normally some of the harshest on wrestling media, but a lot of them are trying to do their best. Sometimes there's some great stories. Something to which there's smoke. I'm sure these things don't just get made up. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh... Yeah, so it's not been the best day for the wrestling media, quite frankly, and you should know this by now if you're listening. So I don't want to be the hyperbolic Stan wrestling media type. Uh, The best possible version of this card, if it also folds in good angles and promos and it isn't just this kind of a cheat code, a great one for my two hours of entertainment. If this folds in great angles and promos and the matches live up to... um, their best potential with like a near 9,000 crowd in a really hot, underserved market. We could be looking at the best single wrestling television show of all time. (laughs) I'm convinced AEW has that in its locker anyway. Maybe a February 2020, maybe a summer 2021. This card just looks too good. Now, I've talked before about the trifecta. I would not classify, like Dave Meltzer, he's not one of the wrestling media who should be getting savaged. No. At his best, he's very good. He's this weird, like, you know how his mind works. There's this weird thing where it's like, oh, New Japan on AXS TV tonight is showing all of Omega Ricarda. That'll be the best wrestling TV issue of all time. No, it won't. There'll be a time slot on television that happens to be showing <laughs> one of the greatest TV uh, mm. wrestling matches ever, but it's not the best wrestling TV show. Wrestling TV show is an art. It's why I love AEW so much. An episodic wrestling TV show has great angles, great storyline development, great matches, and um, great sequencing. It just feels more difficult mm. than a pay-per-view. That's why you're just saying, let the wrestlers wrestle and complete the story that they've been telling. I find it more impressive when I see a great TV show. It could just be an absolutely spectacular pseudo-pay-per-view. That would still be awesome. All I'm saying is that whichever side it falls on, if it lives up to the potential, that goddamn wrestling card on paper, that match graphic card, we're all going to be in for an absolutely phenomenal time tonight. 
Yeah, I am. Um, I understand why AW do the um, New Year's Smash, Winter is Coming, Paddy's Day Slam, whatever the branding of mm. these individual dynamites. I like it a lot of the time. I like little aesthetic changes, new set, all that kind of like. I like it. I do like the bells and whistles. Other mid card programs that probably aren't pay per view worthy. Getting a nice proper, yeah, almost at times iconic conclusion. Yeah, yeah, like stuff gets platformed where maybe it wouldn't otherwise. And I like bells and whistles being attached to wrestling anyway. That's why WWE gets away with so much with me. However, this Murder. dynamite, <laughs> this dynamite without an obvious brand or a tagline. And not the new set, as was yes. promoted last week. This, as a card, is validation for, I think, something we've been saying a little while, which, especially post-full gear, because it's always easier to slap a timeline on it, feels like AW's been on a roll. And it hasn't had a pay-per-view to build to. It's just had a series of stories that are coming together at, all at the same time in a really interesting way with a bunch of characters that you're fascinated by. And I would say part one of that was the overwhelming critical acclaim that Rampage and Battle of the Belts received when neither typically do. Unbelievable. And now a potentially great dynamite yeah. off the back of an awesome card. These Those three shows combined feel like they justify what has been an excellent, what, two months? Like, there's not really been a bad dynamite now since that awkward all-out full gear. I can't think of a bad episode of Dynamite since then. And it just feels like almost every single story is clicking. I was thinking about the champions at the weekend after uh, Battle of the Belts and... Every belt is kind of where it should be. How's he done that? Uh, really impressive. How's like, he done that? Really last, impressive. Last year, I was going, don't do an All-Atlantic. Mm -hmm. Come on, at this point, do we need the trios? I'd love it, but it's a luxury. How's he done this? It's, I think it's so impressive. And it wasn't really something I thought about until Battle of the Belts. And it just it's when you're looking at the characters that are involved in television, I remain really impressed. He's like, he's not really featuring tonight, but I remain so impressed that Ricky Starks lost the title and is more over than he was after he lost. Well, That's a difference to the Tony Khan pattern and the things that we pick up on because we care, the high bar, blah, 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 blah. Those criticisms are being answered in line with a really cool dynamite and good booking. We hear from the JAS, so we might, in fact, yeah. see Ricky Starks tonight. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Does this mean you're going to stay up, serial boy? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. That's like proper, like, sort of... Like, what's that when it, like, goes down? It's like, like drip feed economics. It's like, oh, God, I'm getting bullied. Like, who can I pass this on to? Quick in the cat. Yeah, who can I pass this on to? I, I just, it, the more we talk about this throughout the day, I'm, I'm convinced you're convincing yourself that you're going to be there at midnight going, only another hour. To, is it 1am one, 1 start? 1am. I, yeah, I know that, I know that we've, we've started this podcast talking about how, like, the rest of the media have had a bad day. If some of those same rest of the media accounts keep tweeting the words CM Punk, then I think there's a good chance I'll be staying up late because that is that excitement is building based on very little, but exciting little nuggets of very little. Well, Should we elaborate on that? Because yeah. people are going to hear the word CM Punk and start checking out the cacks. As they might have already, if they've been on Twitter before they've listened to this podcast. We're far from the first, I think. Yeah. Sean Ross up. Very, very briefly, very, very briefly, only intimated that he may have heard something imminent could be happening with CM Punk. He didn't mention AEW, didn't mention WWE, he didn't mention like uh, he could do another podcast and just shoot. Mm. Just intimate that I heard that CM Punk could be doing something soon. So don't know. What a day it's been for Sean Ross. Oh, what, 24 hours. Yeah. I hope, that's, bloke. I hope that story doesn't spiral out of control. I want nothing to detract from how yeah. well this has been built and how yeah. brilliant it could be. I'm just... It's helpful I, because I want a nice story. bit of fiction here. But it does tie into good fiction if it was to be. Yeah, that's, that's the, the thing, thing, isn't it? I'm like ready a... for two hours of fiction at this point in, in my wrestling diet. Well, let's get to the uh, finale of the Best of Seven series. Three all, of course, between the Elite and Death Triangle for the AW Trios Championships. Escalera de la Muerta, or as we are calling it... Escalate de la Moca. Because Explain. The stakes could not be any higher <laughs> in this Best of Seven series. Not between Death Triangle and the Elite. <laughs> but between me and Sitch, who have got a bet on the result. Um, it's 3-3, three, three, it's poised, and a good bruise sits on who wins. Sitch. A good bruise is a local coffee yeah. establishment. Yeah, interchange, treat yourself. Right. Incredible range of coffees. Sitch, uh, elite lifer, who wants the elite to win for the good of the trios, division the trios belts, and a load of incredible trios matches. Remember what it was like on Death Triangle. Yeah. Ugh. Me. Uh, a guy that is kind of sick of the Young Bucks, actually, that wants Death Triangle to win because I had a taste, just a taste of Kenny Omega as a singles megastar again. It's not loser leaves town, dickhead. And Cedric believes you can get both, and I disagree. I think Kenny Omega sometimes appears to not know what's best for himself when he's on this side of the Pacific. So I would like the Death Triangle to win. I also want, I'll say this right, it's not just elite irrational stuff because I prefer CM Punk in that culture war. I also, I've kind of fallen for the House of Black. 
Like, mm. it took a long time for me to, like, find my way with them. And they've cut back on the nonsense and they just kick ass. And I kind of want them to be the trio's champions. And Death Triangle, passing them on to them relatively soon, as soon as Revolution, perhaps, is preferable to the Elite beating them, which feels like, based on some of the teases, that's where the story was going with the Elite. And they've dropped a couple of those teases. Like, that feels like that's gone away a bit. So I can actually see, like, a storyline for the trio's titles that removes the Elite entirely. I want the Elite to win. I want these trios belts to mean something. I don't know if it was the bad booking because Penta and Phoenix got beaten like drums. Yeah. By like Jungle Boys, uh, Swerving Our Glory. He just not thought through the fact they would be holding the belts, yes. had he? Yeah. So there, there was that, but at the same time, he should have realized, hang on. I think it was just, I can beat them, 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 because we're going to do this thing with the Elite. I've got a great idea for when the Elite come back and all this will be forgotten. Well, I haven't, Doug, forgotten <laughs> about how dismal that Death Triangle reign of the titles was. Um, I don't have any excuses. I don't give them any excuses for it either. They're so talented. They're so, not so over, but they're very, very over that I believe that a fully formulated plan, they could do something with those trios titles. But as it is, um, I have a bad taste in my mouth as a result of that initial reign. So I don't want to return to it, quite frankly. They've been building the implosion of Death Triangle throughout the series. So I don't necessarily think we will see it. Uh, So I think the Elite will win, but my God, again, with the hyperbole. Maybe it's good. Maybe it means I'm still alive. <laughs> Deep down at this rotten husk of a core, maybe I'm still alive because this optimism and this hyperbole, look, adverts and TV and big crazy stunt show matches don't necessarily go together, but I think Kenny Omega will have an absolutely brilliant idea. They're all geniuses at laying out matches. The books are underrated in this regard because they haven't had the best however many months. But I think they'll handle the commercial breaks correctly. I think with there only being five matches on the card and with Lethal having just appeared on the last TV show, surely, <laughs> surely, surely we're not going to get him in the bottom lower corner saying, actually, oh, Lethal's in action. Why? Just add those 10 minutes to the Escalera de la Muerte. Jeff Jarrett having this unbelievable in his 50s and Jay Lethal still doesn't get a pass. <laughs> there are five matches. I don't think Soraya's going long. She's not ready to go too long yet, even in the tag context. Um, I think that this will get a good 20 minutes. And Main event? I don't... Well, we'll go to what I feel like the card is going to be sequences oh, yeah. like later because that helps me play a certain game that we play. <laughs> right. Um, but this match, irrespective of when it takes place, okay. If they've got... Basically get excited because if they say, oh, the women's match is going to be the main event, okay, Manet is yeah. coming. So it all depends. The very best version of this match... Could be the best television professional wrestling match of all time. Or the best gimmick professional wrestling TV match of all time. You know, like in like semi-new formatted Dynamite. You know, they've like really cleaned the format of Dynamite up in the last few months. Is it just me? Or is like the top of the hour feeling like the match that has the least commercial interruptions? Mm-hmm. That midpoint. It just, yeah. just feels like there's less mm. cluttering up of like adverts. Compared, you know when it used to be the first 15 minutes? Like this lovely clean start to Dynamite yeah. with a of a match. That feels like it's coming more to the top of the hour now. Either starting just before mini break and then the bulk of the match. Yeah. Like it might fit there. It is a ridiculous thing that would probably take weeks worth of negotiations with sponsors and cable companies. So I don't know why I'm trying to uh, manifest it now, <laughs> but they should have done this commercial free. Yeah. It's the yeah. biggest, not the show, this match. It's the biggest, please watch us again. We are back. We are telling the world that we're back up sort of thing. I wish this was commercial free. It probably isn't. Um, but if you remember the original Escalera de la Muerte, which the books will want to improve upon because that's how storytelling works, that's how their ambi- ambition and their motivation works, that was insanity. It was so well-structured at the point where I can't even remember barely any apparatus getting set up because they did it so wonderfully in plain sight. If you take the insanity, the exhilaration, and just the absolutely wonderful architecture of that original Escalera de la Muerte match from All Out 2019, and you add the structural genius, star aura, and the beyond world-class form of Kenny Omega. Also, Pac's going to be in this one, (laughs) into the mix. This could be the best, at least, gimmick match in televised wrestling history if it lives up to its potential. So I'm scared. Scared of the danger level because they almost killed each other in the last one. Hmm. And I'm I'm just scared. It's the kind of match that's going to terrify me in the best possible way. Are we getting shoe stuff? Ooh, well, if they're not going over, it's when they hold. Oh, no, it's when, it's when they win or lose a title. Um, potentially, 
Very easy to do in a ladder match as well. It goes for the climb, you take it off, you get your heart in your mouth because you're thinking that. But there is going to be a title change, so he kind of has to do it. Steve. Then again, I don't think they did shoe stuff in the trios match that they won over the Dark Order at mm. All Out. So maybe it's just a tag team title thing. Belts are on a carab carabiner thing, and Matt Jackson's foot is placed through it, and then they use a laces to time like oh god, the shoelaces and just breaking like, that swinging trapeze like from it, and like one of the like Phoenix climbs up his body, yeah, to grab the this. Have you got any spot predictions? That. No, um, we, so I was thinking about uh, the escalation of the violence. Is there a way, was it a single table uh, ladder destroyer in the ladder? In the, the ladder uh, was somehow suspended. Yeah. Maybe between two ladders. Uh, no, the table was suspended between two ladders. It was like a mid-air from the top of the ladder, Canadian destroyer threw a table, but I think the ladder, the table wasn't just on the canvas. Well, I reckon they double up. Double like ladders next to each other, double tables, and they like they use the first ladder as like it. not like the Jeff Hardy used to run it, but they use it as a way to like get a run up on a destroyer, and somebody from the very top of the ladder goes through two tables on a destroyer. Omega, because it literally doubles up on the first version yeah. of it. I'm on a Kenny Omega New Japan kick, and you know you can do both. It can be a trios champion and a <laughs> United States IWGP United States champion. And that running B-trigger, which we haven't ever really talked about, is one of the coolest spots in AEW history. That one where he appears from nowhere with a 100-foot run-up on Ray Phoenix. Yeah. In the uh, Force Count, anyway. Jesus Phoenix Christ. is a somersault. Back <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and I was watching Omega versus Naito from the 2017 G1 Climax final, and Kenny Omega takes a poison runner from the top turnbuckle, and it's disgusting. Oh, God, yeah. And mm. I think he'll do that through either a table or a uh, ladder. Good luck. Tonight. I think we're going to get uh, the best of both worlds. I think I think the elite are going to win. One winged angel off the top of the ladder. Well, possibly. Uh, just in terms of I think the elite win the titles here, and then I think the ridiculous effort they've had to put in means that they're actually just going to drop the titles pretty quickly to House of Black at the Pape. So I'm leaning towards a coffee for Sidgwick, but yeah, this match is going to be ridiculous. Alongside it, Sidge, John Moxley versus Hangman Page. What a grudge match. Indeed. Um... I know I've got an angle alert here going through my head. Like Grayson Waller, like... Ron Bricker-esque. <laughs> Shut up, man. NXT review available right now. I'm off the, tra I'm off the train of thought now. <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't think this is the end of it. But these two men are like two of the most deceptively intelligent pro wrestlers in the entire industry. I've got no doubt that this is going to be magic. He's going to do a King Kong lariat in this match. That'll kill you, to quote uh, Dale Cooper. I honestly think that they are going to do something like that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What if? I love It's my favorite trope in wrestling, and it's been oh, about four weeks, so I can happily see it again. What if? Because the whole idea is that uh, Hangman Page is incandescent with rage, that Moxley would mug him off and take the piss, which feeds into the whole idea of the original program of are you really a man or are you like a little boy who's a bit scared and not really the kind of man I am? What if the show's masculinity and it's fighting spirit and the fact that, no dickhead, I don't mind getting knocked out, but what if he takes the King Kong lariat, we get that harrowing flashback to the original match, which was on its way to ruling, by the way, and he kicks out at one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just an instinct thing. Well, I'll just, like, <clears throat> show you, you bitch. <laughs> what about instead of a King Kong lariat, a bookshot lariat from John Moxley? Oh, my God. You know what else you try? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've <laughs> Moxley. I love John Moxley with all of my heart. It is the reason, to paraphrase Minoru Suzuki, the reason why he's so good is, he, is, he, is because he can't do shit. He can't do a suicide dive. He can do amazing things in that ring. He can't really do a suicide <laughs> dive. I like how wonky... And just, well, it's effective, but it didn't look particularly good. His diving axe yes. handle smashes. It sort of screams when he does it, and it looks violent. Yeah, he cannot do a buckshot to save his life. Yeah. And the I, last thing I want to see is someone who's, like, a, who's, someone who's ordinarily a really good wrestler um, making an absolute fool of himself <laughs> by executing an embarrassing buckshot lariat. How could he stand a wrestler who would do something like that? <laughs> lean. <laughs> I, like, after months of being a massive bitch, thanks to CM Punk, it does feel like Hangman Page is back. <laughs> like, I'm really... Like, this last... Like, this build, pretty much. Like, everything has gone right for me since, like, they've used the injury 
fantastically well. Keep talking about how like wrestling needed to find its way back yeah. to making the most of injuries and not being quite so scared of them. And I think they've nailed it. I think there's going to be a spot in this match along the lines of um, Moxley doing the hammer and anvil and you're instructed to look at Paige's eyes and they're looking gone and he's not afraid to concuss him all over again and Paige will sell it really well. Um, angle alert as well, though. I thought this from the very... Like, I don't I, know what it is, by the way. I just don't yeah, think it's going to a decisive finish. They've... It's tricky how you do it, obviously. You could um, have Paige just get... Just concuss him. Yeah, Paige get concussed was my thought. Like, Moxley, again, kind of fearless. It's, this is, he's doing his job, he believes, and the referee calls it. And concussion ruse. Concussion ruse, yeah. <laughs> the, the referee calling it would... Uh, it's tricky. It would... Hangman Page hasn't lost then, has he? Because the referee has, mm, no. has stopped the match uh, and Page can protest and earn his way back to like a lights-out match at Revolution where the company won't sanction it uh, and then lights-out is a play you on the fact that... can't do that after an hour-long Ironman match. I don't oh, would have to go after, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Have they ever had a lights-out match on before the main event on any AW show? Never. Never. Uh, I was just thinking lights-out is a play on words because that's what Moxley's uh, done yeah, on yeah, page twice yeah. before. But yeah, it you does do feel like... dynamite. What I like about this on TV now is the fact that it can be justifiably short. Like, a five-minute balls-out war is sort of perfect where the feud's at and leaves loads on the table for the pay-per-view rematch. So, it's, uh, like, I I thought they would do this with MJF and Brian, but now it obviously looks like they're doing it this instead. There's absolutely a place for rematches when you've used a match to heat it up. It's going to be, like, Punk and Mox didn't work as a gamble, but that was a very different proposition with, yes. the, with the squash. I don't think it's going to be as quick as that or as decisive as that, but it does sort of feel like it's going in the same direction. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, we've also, you mentioned him there, got uh, Brian Danielson in action, as he's going to be every week now until the pay-per-view, probably, uh, against Kanosuke Takeshita, one of my favorite new wrestlers of, of last year. Um, this is going to be another ripper, isn't it? It is. I feel like... I'm being responsible to myself in trying to work out what I should measure my expectations of because this card is so loaded, it feels like something will suffer. I don't know what that thing is. And these aren't the wrestlers that you would imagine typically would suffer. But it just feels... The work isn't lightweight, but the stakes and the drama feels lightweight compared to the maybe this other tag match. They're just they're not quite as heated or with a sense of danger or in the case of the trios match just the biggest that'll come within the next month or two this is yeah this is necessarily low stakes i would argue i agree i do agree but on this particular night i wonder like if this will be the thing we're talking about takesh just had so many matches where you weren't expecting to necessarily speak about them the next day yeah and it's all you can talk about i'm not sure now because the expectations are set because he's had so many of those i think this will be excellent really really good really fluid um brian like every now and then likes to just get down in the muck and like Takesh, <laughs> it'll start off with Takesh being quite a nice technical affair and then he's like a low-key down in the muck guy so the two of them by the end will be beating the piss out of each other and it'll be Brian's 
like maroon chest again and all that sort of thing. But it, you almost won't see it coming. It'll develop into that without you realising it. And I, ju- I don't know. I just, uh, I think this will be great, but I'm yet to be... I'm yet to be sold on the MJF story because it's Takeshita. This is such a cool, clean match that I want a bit more of, like, what's MJF got? Like, if Brian's fighting every single week, maybe MJF can't, like, line him up like he did with Jericho, like, or with Wardlow. But who else is on this list? When Brian wins, who else is on this list? I think this is going to peak highly at the perfect time, like virtually every MJF program does. And I think the contrast here will be, MJF has been challenged to go an hour, which is... Great, because I know he's gone 40 minutes before, but that's the outlier in his library of matches in AEW. He is the guy who wrestles infrequently. He is the guy who he gets tested, but he cheats in the end, and he takes every shortcut. I like how layered this thing that I've made up in my head is if it happens tonight, right, of Danielson and Takeshita going 40 minutes. It's a total war, 14 minutes, 15 minutes. It's a total war. They're leaving it all on the ring. Fans are going absolutely crazy, and MGF is just necking on with some bird <laughs> in the skybox, like tortoise and hair stuff, just getting fat, getting lazy, just thinking he can walk into it because he's so entitled. And then the drama in the match itself will pay off all of this patient building blocking because the idea is that Danielson's ready. He could wrestle an hour-long match if he was out. He could have wrestled an hour-long match um, on that, 2018 episode of SmackDown on which he came back after a two-year hiatus. Mm. That's just kind of the pro wrestler he is. Got in, like, that taxi in his gear. Yeah. So he chose. Yeah. Yeah. So I like the deliberate contrast that they are showing here, even if it's very, very slow burn and they're still doing quite light material and joking material. So that's enough for me for this week because I've got no doubt that by, in a month's time, we'll be raring to go on this one. Absolutely, and it needs a bit of patience. Um, I think that we'll have MJF either in the skybox, potentially on commentary, just to get some of his wonderful verbal work mm-hmm. on this show, because I think it needs to be the best of AEW. If they're trying to get those numbers up and they're trying to tell people the messaging is, we're back, maybe we need MGF to talk more. And the best means of doing that on the show is at the booth, but whatever. I think we're going to see a really sadistic Danielson. Like He's going to be horrible to the cashier. <laughs> he's working against a bigger opponent yeah. who has just got this incredible babyface appeal. It's going to be difficult Danielson to fight from underneath as the baby phase, which might get in the way of what everyone's loving about this particular Danielson run over the last however many weeks, but a post-match handshake could correct all of that, and people will just emerge with the memory of, that was a great match, Danielson's still amazing. But even if he's top a, flight didn't have that, did it? Yeah, and exactly. they were kind of had to be de facto Yeah, yeah, heels, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So even if he's a bit of a cock in the match, the match itself will be so good, and it'll be so respectful afterwards... Maybe they're going to start putting the Don Callis storyline on Dynamite a bit here. He'll be in the building because the elite are wrestling, so he'll probably be commentating on that match. Maybe because he's scouted him at PWG. He's done some stuff on the YouTube shows. Um, maybe he's done it on telly once on Rampage, but they could go with that with the idea being that Don Callis is trying to corrupt Takeshita and that builds to an Omega Takeshita match. So what's quite nice about that, because AEW can book with things that people know on Twitter, uh, MJF name-checked Disco Inferno last week, and Callis shot on him yesterday yeah. when he was taking the piss out of Takeshita. Because they were hanging out at, uh, at PW, King, yeah, oh no. PWG, and Callis went to bat for Takeshita specifically against uh, some bollocks Disco Inferno tweeted. So there's even a link between the two now, Aye. where like one guy is like claiming endorsement from him <laughs> as a bit, obviously, but... I just love the idea that we get a Brian Danielson match on TV guaranteed every week. And I like this as a platform to remind everyone that he can finish you in about eight different ways. And that's yes. what you got in the I'm so excited that he's being pushed as a pay-per-view headliner. Yeah. We've waited like a long time yeah. for this in AEW. Uh, we've got first ever match tonight, Sidge. Jungle Hook teaming up to take on Lee Moriarty and Big Bill. <laughs> Build it around the thing that the fans were going crazy at the prospect of, but was cruelly taking away from them because it's happening tonight instead. Very, very simple. Big Bill can destroy Jungle Boy. Um, Hook can come in to make the save. He can build the babyface tag team comeback with this absolutely ridiculous... Again, I'm nervous. How is Big Bill going to get himself up for a suplex like this? (laughs) I think Hook will just give him everything because he's just got those explosive hips. It was like those, uh, my mate described them as, you know, on Fight Club and all the marketing. Yeah. To call them the Brad Pitt pingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Abs he's got near his cat because yeah. his pants are so low. Like, who's got them? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, 
talking about his hips, sorry, I was completely... Uh, his wrestling ability and the hips he uses yes. to, you know, demonstrate his wrestling ability. So, yeah, I, how's he going to get himself up and over? That's a terrifying thought. Um, and then Jungle Boy can get a bit of shine as well by coming in to finish the job. Um, it's going to be a fun little diversion, babyface Bict- uh, victory, I expect. But maybe... I don't know. We have to do something with the firm, but they don't want to beat Jungle Boy or Hook. I so it's a bit more dramatic than I'm expecting, actually. Yeah, I think Lee Moriarty gets pinned, and I'm not so sure Hook. I think we see that he might get him up, and I'm not sure he does because I think they quite fancy Big Bill and Hook in a singles match for the FTW. Oh, so I was thinking yes. Stokely oh sees the belt and think, "You little squirt, we'll have that." And like that singles match feels like a really nice time on a rampage. Or I something. love that failing to do it, but winning, but then it's sticking in his craw that yeah. he couldn't get him over. And Hathaway can have a field day saying he couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So I do think, but I think Jungle Hook win because that they've stumbled upon something there. Yeah, the people have really Pun. immediately, yeah, no, but like they've immediately fallen for that relationship. Absolutely hot twenty somethings. Yeah, Jungle Boy needed or Jack Perry needed this. I think as a transition. Thing before we get back to the Christian Cage payoff as and well. And again, everyone was worrying about Jungle Boy and, oh, it's a long wait between Christian. All right, Tony Khan. He's Honestly. nailing it. He's, every, he's nailing it with he's every character. He's on the time of his life. Yeah. The no- Jaguars, full ham. <laughs> nobody, nobody at the moment is going underserved and that was like one of the biggest criticisms. Far from Miro. There's, well, there's people that <laughs> aren't, but there's people that aren't on television like Miro, but he's been off television for so long now, it's not like you're thinking, oh, he should be in the spot. You'll just have to wait patiently until he arrives someone, back on the scene. Someone needs to have a quiet word with him. Like, or a, a Someone needs to look out from the locker room and just say, come back and do some business. This is so yeah, much better if you just do a frigging job. Especially now. The other side doesn't look as appealing, does it? So it doesn't look appealing at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it sucks. Do you think uh, Actually, Tony's going to splash out on some Jungle Book music for the new team? Ooh, I want to be like you. For the entrance? No? No. Okay. Still working on that stack spot. Just, just, just putting it out there. I'm just throwing stuff out there, mate. Like Shunk. swing down on vines and stuff. <laughs> Put trees oh, out like there Paul on Virgil the stage. entrance. <laughs> Putting chum up and down that plane. <laughs> uh, Sid, you said we're going to hear from the JAS tonight, and probably that's going to involve Ricky Starks, one would assume. One would assume, correct. I think they'll do some kind of angle where the JAS talk crap. Andretti. And action Andretti. <laughs> and uh, Ricky Starks come out. And uh, are they going to get like more mates? And is this a slow run to blood and guts? Not gonna hope not. I want I Kenny Omega in blood and guts. Yeah, just I want Kenny Omega in blood and guts this year. Uh, no, I don't want Chris Jericho in that match again. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. don't. I'm sorry. I've seen it twice now. I want Kenny Omega's interpretation of it. Simple as that. Can you imagine him being dead? Just like last week, it, like just United Empire against them, or saving that for. Oh my god! It's Tony Khan's patterns. Did you like get the that? butcher and the blade with the rest of House of Black. Yeah, look at up slick. God, that'd be a bit of a tonal, <laughs> a bit bizarre tonally to put them two together. But I would still do it. Butcher up slick. It just feels like, <laughs> like Back last up. week's beatdown was. Oh, they need more people. Yeah, that, that was what. Yeah, that's like they, they've done that a million times before. And what we'd normally the do Kingston is be like, Stark's I was just going to say Kingston, like and Ortiz have got like now really going on, and like they're yeah, getting yeah, beat they're up by the House of Black a bit. But like Friday, they're doing that, aren't they? They're taking on the uh, House of Black. Yeah, but it drags Kingston back into Jericho's orbit, and nobody wants any of that. He's done enough damage. I suppose yeah, Kingston could could help him here, yeah. and then they could be like, by the way, on I assume Friday's is Friday live. I don't know anymore. Actually, I assume I don't it's think so. straight after this. So. Not old love. Like, powerhouse Hobbs to do it and have a goddamn manly handshake with Ricky Starks. Water under the bridge. Both, know, both baby faces. We know about yeah. you. I love you both so much. Yeah, we know about your tough life. That's why you've like been pretty cruel to your mate because you, like life's kicked you in the arse as well. I'd love it if those vignettes led to Hobbs coming back as a baby face because I think it's a little bit tone deaf if they bring him back as a heel based on what we've learned about him. So him... Like just, I love it when like wrestlers make mates after a ru- after like warring together. It's really cool. A Carter and Meg. Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's so cool. Seamus Drew. Yeah, SmackDown. Not, not quite the same. <laughs> but yeah, Hobbs. <laughs> like J- Hobbs just trucking Jericho and him and Starks having that moment of like right water under the bridge. Start again. Brilliant. You could do. I love them, but Daddy Magic and Cool and could go flying. Yeah, those Hobbs. But yeah, it's. I'm not terribly invested in this angle, but I'm invested in Stark. I'm glad, glad they've kept him hot. Yeah, I'm not 
hugely into this. It's one of those where when it happens, I'll be like, eh. Yeah. But I'm not like, oh. Ricky Beforehand. Said, said Ricky Starks gets his own back, does a fireball to make up for what they did to Action Andretti, but sets uh, Jake Hager's hat on fire. That is great. Because he likes that hat. I know. Uh, finally, <laughs> um, tag team match, Sige, Soraya and Tony Storm. It's definitive. Uh, I think it is. Hey, Jamie, tag teams. This is Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. Um, do you think this is going to make any... Money. 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 I won't play it very often because I'm not sure if TVSR he could be... <laughs> I'm going to try very hard to keep this succinct. So bear with me, okay. Look... Until last Wednesday, AEW did not one single hint on television, Twitter, YouTube, out, nout, right, that suggested or intimated or whatever that uh, Mercedes Money. was... Um, Legally, I think we can get away with that one. ...going to come to AEW. Okay. Well, I press that button and I couldn't hear you over all this music. Not one single thing. Okay? Now that was on us, not them. That, was, that on was on us, not on them. However, until, yeah. Not even that. Yeah, there was a long that. ass build for a tag match. Yeah, this is what I'm getting at, right? <laughs> this is what I'm getting at. Even if, because I think the report of Osha's going to New Japan came out the Thursday after the Wednesday where they did the right, ticket. Yeah. So it was like, oh, well, it's her. If you're a Tony Khan, you're thinking, oh, that sucks because people are going to put two and two together. Even if that news hadn't dropped, even if Sasha Banks was still in some weird stasis where he didn't know she was in WWE or not, the conversation had died down, because of the gap, because of the importance of the Los Angeles show, you knew it was going to be big before you realized how big and how awesome looking it was going to be. The gap, the venue, you just knew that wrestling fans were going to say, well, it's going to be someone big then. And he can't it's, have his cake and eat it too because he uses how switched on people are when he's got people. Yes, So he exactly. also has to acknowledge when he's spotted. He's on the that, pulse. That's not my plan. I need to make it yeah. clear that it's not her. He's yeah. on the pulse. He's on the pulse. So even if it was another free agent signing lined up or even if it was Tony Storm and this angle with Sheeta where one of them turns all along, why didn't you book it just a week before? Mm. Or like a mystery. It's just... Uh, I hate this in a way. I hate this because this dynamite, I do not want the focus to be stolen from how great it could be elsewhere because they haven't really made a promise, even though the even though it would be really naive, even even stupid or reckless, not to expect the fans, as Hamlet says, to expect a big mm-hmm. name with a four-week build. And then Britt Baker went, the boss. If it's not her, they've had an absolute nightmare. And maybe, just maybe they deserve to have this otherwise perfect-looking show tainted and they need a lesson. If there's any kind of backdraft in that arena, if there's any kind of backlash, sorry, defiance of people going, we want Sasha or whatever, because it's not as if they've done the best job of Babyface and Soraya to begin with. This could be all over the place reaction-wise mm. if Mercedes uh, Money. isn't there. So, and again, like if she isn't, I don't know why they've waited this long you know what they could get away with? You know who's stateside? Seen this? You heard about this? Oh. Yuki Sakazaki. What if uh, she just turns up? Because I like <laughs> Michael Cedric's <laughs> weekly yeah. dynamite pitch. What if she just t- t- turns up? Because I really like her. Look, ultimately... Is I'm, it Poffo They've got a weekly flight ticket that yes. they never use. That would be you in AEW. Yeah. Send, send you a plane ticket. Send you a Give it you till the end of the season. <laughs> um, so I don't know what they're playing at here. All I know is that if it's Mercedes... Money. This is the wrong way around of building yes. their arrival. Absolutely one million percent because no one's looking forward to it. No one's thinking, oh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be her, but I'm not too sure. It's not really a reason to tune in, whatever this is at this point. And I think it is what it is. I think uh, Tony Storm gets hobbled behind the scenes. People said mi- this was going to happen on Rampage, and it didn't. By a mystery assailant, but works anyway. So it's like she limps out there. She's like Tony Storm. She's class, and she's really rock hard and stuff, but she's getting beaten up. And it allows the heels to win. So Serena doesn't have to do a great deal. But like Tony Storm loses because they've targeted a leg or whatever. And we don't know who's done it backstage, but we know it's Sheena. That's going to play out. So then the heels are beating up Tony Storm and Serena after the fact. Sheena's not there to make the save, suspiciously, obviously. And then we get Mercedes... <laughs> debuting as Saraya did. You know, when she arrived and chased off the heels as a surprise. Oh, uh, yeah. Mercedes Manet just on the stage, like comes out, runs them off. 
and like because she was there, she took the ticket, something like that. But like, two she's not tickets. Finish this time or were there two tickets yeah. or was there one ticket? I think it's two tickets, but one for you. And yeah, one was. For, what she doesn't need the ticket anymore, so like she's given one to Zach Zodiac. What if it's what if it's, <laughs> what if it's uh, Trinity Fartu oh and Mercedes Money? I don't know what's going on here, but they've had a mare. It, what, that Baker thing wouldn't have been live. If she's just, uh, you know, done something that wasn't uh, quite union. Paul, <laughs> Paul McCartney says that in a... Uh, That's nice. He was talking about, um, what was the song that he wrote? And it was just like, they all thought it was rubbish, but it was just, um, he just wrote it himself and put it on an album. Anyway, anyway. Mm. If Brett Baker's gone off script and thought I'll have some fun with the Max and do an illusion to Boss... That was pretty taped. It was taped, yeah. Imagine the producer going, can you film it again and not say that, please? Yeah. <laughs> no. But then Tony Khan should have edited it out. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here, and I don't like what's no, not going on, which is the exact antithesis to the first dance, because I loved not knowing quite if he was really, really going to be there, even though he was. Will Mercedes Monet show up? If I had to put money on it in either direction... Put what was, on it? If I had to put... Um, Hang on, I've got, I've got ahead of myself for the next game. Money. On it, in either direction. And they said, look, if you put a tenner on one of the answers and you're getting 20 back, I would say yes, because I don't think they're that stupid. Oh, I think they would have done something so much more certain than an allusion to Sasha Banks to really just get people to say it's not. Don't ruin it for yourselves. It's not her. It's also as well, you've got to think about now this... It's not delicate, I suppose, but this relationship between New Japan and AEW, maybe he couldn't book the match because there was a promise to New Japan to get the first one. This is what Alvarez theorised. Right. I'd, last I, week. I'd, I didn't hear that. I promise. Great lines. But yeah, like... You don't like them though. Yeah. <laughs> I love Brian Alvarez. I love Alvarez. They've yeah. got like, obviously they've finally, AEW and New Japan fostered a relationship. It would be a pointless waste of that to just take it as an unannounced. He's already sold out the house, but never mind. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, true. But like, the first, it does mean something. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. First actual in-ring match. One last thing to do then. It's time to play the game. Time to play, time the, to game. play the game. <laughs> Hopeless. <laughs> Uh, Michael Sidgwick, what is the name of this game and what is the aim of this game? The aim of the game. More important than the name of the game. We have the name of the game to make a little bit less depressing the aim of the game. Yes. Even to this day. I was watching Dynamite last week and I thought the worst thing about all that was Tony Storm was made to look like a complete asshole because... <laughs> yeah, it, kind of imagine, saved the division, actually. <laughs> can you imagine if John Moxley got his face broke by a heel? What would he do? <laughs> he would come out in a featured segment and break their face right back or threaten to break their face right back. Instead, in a backstage sit-down interview, Tony Storm had to say, you know, they should hurt my face and that's not cool. Isn't it, uh, is Tony Khan got a new favourite Renee Young thing? Because didn't they do a sit-down with the BCC where two of them were being like, Tony Garcia is class and Willie Uta was like told to just sit there and look moody. Yes. Just like Yuka, uh, not Yuka was, like Hikaru Shida was last week. It's just like, I'll just sit there and look angry. <laughs> so... Because of the Tony Storm versus John Moxley comparison I've just made, very articulate, <laughs> there is still the creeping sense that even if they're bringing someone in, even if they're announcing matches in advance, even if the champions rule, the last two champions have ruled, actually, that's still an afterthought. And to it, there is yet another one women's match obligatory on this card, as there is every single week on Dynamite. Now, in order to shine a harsh, glaring light on how obligatory all of this is, how apathetic, how lazy... This is how cowardly this is, how token this is. We try and guess to the hour, minute, second, the first note of the first theme of the first women's wrestler who appears for the one match. And if we get it to the minute, hour, and second, it will be realized the prophecy of this is so predictable and grim that we've done it <laughs> via the game. The name of which, to make it that little bit less depressing, is... And this is late as night, and I'm thinking, no, what a day. Only one game of this so far, of course. And before we get into it, we have to give 
We normally do give a massive shout-out to the brilliant Adam Blair, at Adam Wilton 4 on Twitter, for keeping all the um, the info, the statistics, the... Uh, Data. Thank you, uh, all this together. But especially so this week, because he sent us a lovely care package to the office. Oh. Uh, he sent us this letter, which features a photo of the greatest stable in wrestling, the bloodline, uh, and it reads, Dear Adam... Please find enclosed some treats for you. And uh, just to fill you in, Adam, they're already gone. <laughs> uh, there's a few tangfastics left, but everything has been devoured by myself, the Dadley Boys, and the What Culture Wrestling Team. Uh, please find enclosed some treats for you, the Dadleys, and the rest of the wrestling team, along with the trophy that nobody wanted to win. <laughs> oh, right. He has made a ladies' night What Culture Champion trophy that will now sit proudly, uh, depressingly, on my desk. <laughs> As the champion of 2022 for Ladies' Night. That's um, awesome. That's tremendous. Adam writes, wishing you all the best for the new year, and hopefully I'll get to see you all at another live show in 2023. Of course, you guys met him. I've still not got the chance to meet. Right, yeah. Yeah, uh, the lovely, lovely guy. Uh, he says, keep up the great work, great work. You the ones. Thank you very much. Everybody else is the twos. Yeah, they yeah. usually <laughs> the ones. Well, I was doing a call and response, idiot. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um, Dax is like, the, the seven. I'm not to step on... Adam's dick there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there might be another shout-out coming during tomorrow's podcast Yes, let's well. yeah, I'll, I'll hold off on that one, but there will keep be... Keep them it. separate and special. Yeah. yeah, and keep sending us stuff. You can just send us money straight if you want, if that's easiest. No, don't do that. What? You keep joking about that. It's starting to make me think that you just want people to send cash through the post. I'm not going to turn it down. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to turn down uh, anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sige, you got it correct last week. Yeah, well, closest. Closest, yes. The game has yet to be won. Yeah. It, if Shockingly. You get, if you get it correct, or if they, you know, book more than one women's match, like a WWE Saudi show, then we'll try and abandon the game as well. Yeah, soon uh, enough, that could be every WWE show. Sige, uh, starts off, what time are you going for this week? Well, I just don't know what this card looks like. <laughs> I don't. I have to get it right in my head um, to just try and work out what exactly going, what they're going to do. What's the best cliffhanger if it's the show? that uh, most people are going to watch, or certainly they want the most people to watch, then they want all of those additional eyeballs to come back next week, and how is the best way of keeping them on the hook? <laughs> <laughs> Yoga gym. Uh, I know who would like to do that yoga with. sounds like one of the accounts he'd followed. Yeah, I know who would like to do yoga with. Everyone, Every woman wrestler who's ever been in a gym. <laughs> That's Yoga Jezebel. I like those uh, tight pants at work and see everything. <laughs> Damn it, man. Bowman <laughs> <laughs> dog. Not the type that you killed with hammer. Yoga pants. <laughs> Can't tell if I want to see more skin or not. These are great. All the dogs are downward when you put them in a bag. <laughs> that was going up on a farm. Oh, God. So how did the show uh, sound when it started, Siege? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> yoga pants gym, I'm sorry. <laughs> Would I want to see a yoga pants gym match? Would I want to see those bad boys stay on? I don't actually know. Uh, what are the philosophical quandaries of our time? <laughs> um, okay, right there. <laughs> I call this post boomer sooner. Uh, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I can't dentist boys raging. Wait there. Okay. I'm really not this is I don't need it now. You know what that means? Crying. I'm, uh, I'm going to, uh, I don't know, I think I'm booked on Rampage. I don't know. I like to go on Twitter. I get paid for that. God damn the yoga what, pants. Oh, my God. hot yoga. I think all yoga is hot. And I think the show's going to open with Wild Thing. You make my cock sting. <laughs> you make everything yoga. Uh, yeah, I think we'll start with the box time on page. Oh, we're starting off big tonight. Mm -hmm. With Excalibur, we'll say, who actually calls Dynamite now. And then they'll do some kind of 
angle, and then maybe they'll revisit a fight later on in the show because this thing cannot be controlled. And then, um, yeah, you get Jungle Hook, and then I think I think that if it's going to be uh, Mercedes, Mercedes money, money. Mercedes nerd. <laughs> then um, it's going to happen at the end of the night. So therefore, I'm going for one hour and forty-three. Oh, he's going for the main event. He's going for the main event. Forty-three twenty-one. Call it thrown down there a bit. Do you want me to go next? Yeah, go on. Then. I'll go next. One hour. Right. Well, in the interest of it, phone then. I'll just go. you. Just. Just one. Top of the hour. The second hour. I'll split the difference and I go one twenty. Some Ooh. point in that, like, unfortunately, some point in the typical women's spot, dead spot. Just, just flat. Yeah, one twenty dead. Let you read. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited for tonight's show. Yeah, and uh, shout outs again uh, to Adam Blair at Adam Wilton for. If you want to know the uh, results in advance of the podcast tomorrow, follow him on Twitter there for that one. And let us know your thoughts ahead of tonight's show on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. I mean, let us know if you're watching it in yoga pants, I suppose. Uh, you can follow all three of us on Twitter. You can follow, I'll be. Uh, you can follow Michael Hamflet on Twitter. At, Michael Hamflet, I won't be. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, uh, we gave our brief thoughts on the or well, instant reactions i suppose to the potential wwe saudi takeover on the nxt review podcast so go and check that one out and uh, miller's done a why on this developing situation with wwe and the saudi takeover potentially as well more on that probably tomorrow uh, coming your way and of course our review of this show if you subscribe to what culture wrestling it will drop into your feed as soon as it is released but for now this has been the dynamite preview my thanks to the dadly boys thank you for joining us and we will see you soon Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 